0: Seem like you want to kick open the door of the church and just start screaming, I love Jesus like as loud as you possibly can, huh? Amen. Yes, yes. Well man i I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to the pew. It's gonna be a great show. Today we're actually gonna talk about something I hadn't even told you about, I don't think yet, have a Victor? Not yet. Not. I still don't know. Does that uh make you feel very comfortable? <laughs> yeah,
1: vulnerable because you know me, I like to have for things prepared. Right. Um, and so when you told me just I walk in here you say just go with it so I it's hard for me to go with it but I'm here
0: well that's actually what we're gonna be talking about today is being vulnerable Um, and on that note I have one question for you and it's probably the most serious question I'll ever ask you Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna need a serious answer okay truthful or serious both okay (laughs) Um, when you were a kid were you ever pantsed pantsed you know what that means yeah right?
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm trying to consider if i need to answer this on on, on <laughs> yeah but I, I was yeah there was times of course and it happened i think for most of us at the the uh, the age of um like middle school mm-hmm. and the embarrassment that comes with it always seemed to be girls around when your buddies thought he was funny Some, yeah yeah someone <laughs> always yeah you, you, when you your victim it's not funny but when you know you pick someone else to be the victim then it's kind of yeah, you know, yeah. A little bit funny so you know it
0: seems like i was always on the wrong end of that uh whole yeah me too <laughs> whole thing. yeah but i know i bring that up because there's many different definitions of vulnerability and you know the world has its own definition and uh and that's just a pretty good example of it you know a lot of people things like that have happened too and, and you realize the the vulnerability you feel there the the alone uh the aloneness the the nervousness the just you know you're exposed
1: all right the sweaty palms the, the all of a sudden yeah. you're just like realizing that everyone's listening to you or looking at you and yeah that's that's a big thing for even adults you know especially for young kids growing up too
0: yeah and it's and you know I think it's important since we're talking about vulnerability people need to realize that the world's definition of vulnerability is not the definition that God sees you know in, in that word. Um, the world would define vulnerability as hap- or helpless defenseless powerless weak you know um and that's that's not what vulnerability is god sees it as strength you know uh it was in st paul even says in my weaknesses i'm strong and i believe in the last year and a half two years of my life you know people come up to me all the time and they say john you've taken such a forward approach to um, talking about your faith and just these Facebook posts and these videos, and now this podcast. you know, how did all that happen? What happened in your life? And you know've I've told that story before, but um, if you want to get down to the core of it, it was vulnerability. You mm-hmm. know, I spent a lot of my life um, trying to fill voids with other things, drugs, alcohol, anything that would uh, would fill that hole. And God finally brought me to my knees and showed me that there was only gonna be one thing. That could uh, could fix the issues in my life, and that was was him letting him fill that hole. And I, I see so many men. You know, you're walking around every day, and you just once you've been through that spot and you've come out on the other side of it, and you see the peace that comes from that vulnerability. Um, you can really identify and and see it on other men. You may not know what their problem is, but you can see that they're they're all struggling with something, and they don't want to admit it. And and not admitting it is part of the biggest you know, problem with the world today is that men don't want to share. They don't want to be open. It's seen as, as the world sees it as weak, and, uh, and unfortunately, it keeps men trapped in the places that they are.
1: Well, and that's the thing. You don't want to be exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the most fear is someone's going to find my son, you know, find me out for real, mm-hmm. and then I'll be exposed, and then everyone's going to really know my story. But like you said, by knowing your story, by telling your story, you're actually free from that vulnerability.
0: Mm -hmm. No, no, you're, you're exactly, that's where I was going to go with that. It's, um, I mean, the devil likes to use those insecurities, those little voices, those little whispers in your ear, the things like, I mean, even if you want to put it in context of, of just a daily thing. So we all walk in front of the mirror in the morning, right? And you look at yourself and, you know, for all being honest, there's something that we don't like about ourselves. We either... You know, your your belly's bigger than it was, you're losing hair, you you know, four extra chins that you didn't have before, and unfortunately, I think I have all of those <laughs> things in the mirror, but, um, you know, we have a choice in that moment. We either can look at that and say, I'm just disgusted with myself, or I hate myself, or my self-esteem is damaged by the way I look, all these things, or we could take that moment and say, you know what, I'm tired of this, and, and I do, look this way and I don't like it and and there's something I can do about it and and it takes that moment of just pure and just, you know, strong honesty of just saying this is the way I feel and I don't want to feel this way anymore so I'm going to do something about it and that's what God is waiting for in all of our lives I think is, is for us. He sits back waiting for us to have that moment. Because he's always there looking at us with his arms wide open saying, just turn back to me. Just look at me and, and catch my glance for a minute and you'll see how much I love you. And when we're not being vulnerable and we're building these walls around us and we're, we're walking through life as if you know we're a one-man army and we don't need anybody, then we're never allowing God to have that moment to where he can come into our lives and just say, look, I've been here the whole time. I know what you're dealing with and all you got to do is just ask me for my help
1: well you, you said something about strong honesty mm-hmm. I mean that's, that's a word a verbiage I never had heard before you know they're usually separate but together strong honesty so if tell us how what that means strong honesty and like the process to get to know God because I mean I'm sure if, if you know there's no book written I mean there's the Holy, Holy Scriptures right yeah. but I mean the book is there but not all of us crack it open but what would you suggest for men to start to look to kind of glean that wisdom from
0: Man, I would do everything I do because it's all right and it's all perfect. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Honestly, I would. uh, Where it started for me was just like I said, realizing that there was stuff going on in my life that didn't need to happen anymore. And I'm pretty sure God prodded me the whole time, you know, in different ways, and I ignored him, and he eventually put me in a place where I couldn't ignore him anymore in a jail cell. And and uh, I just I made my mind up right then that I didn't know how I was going to do it, but something had to change and. You know, later on, even though I was I was freed from that jail cell and was still with my family, I hadn't done anything different than what I was doing. So, one day I just I hit my knees and I started praying. I said, God, there's got to be more life than this because now I I don't do the things I used to do, but I'm not doing anything better than that either. So I would I would hit my knees in my in my bedroom at night and just start praying. And it was awkward at first and difficult, but I just sat there and, and sometimes said, Jesus, I love you and I love you with all my heart and I don't know what I'm doing and I need you to show me and then proddings would happen and I would open the Bible and play Russian roulette with it, you know, where you wind up on a on a page and sometimes you read it and you're like, I don't know what that means. Is that <laughs> you know, is that that seems pretty mm-hmm. detrimental to where I was a minute ago, but maybe I'll flip another page. But um you just you ask I started asking him to be with me in everything. So what I mean by that is, before I read the Bible, I would say, Spirit of the living God, speak to my heart your word. And I would invite the Holy Spirit into that moment to help translate whatever it was he had me reading and how it affected my life. And, and most often times, if I was worried, I would, I would just turn to, to Luke, I think it's chapter 12, 22 through 32, about worry and the birds of the air and how God feeds them and, and how much more does he love us. And when you begin to really start opening yourself up and admitting i don't know what i'm doing and i need i need a guide i need someone to lead you know, lead me in my life then god will put you in the right place and then when you're praying you're reading scripture it just seems like everything your eyes start opening up and you start seeing things differently and you want to treat people differently and you notice that this void that was in your life is suddenly full
1: well have you ever been in a situation where like you know we're all trying to control our environment you know trying to control everything that's around us but have you ever been in a situation you know you talk you talked about it before to me but i think people need to hear the story too like when was it that you knew you lost the control of your life
0: oh man uh i mean it was it was a long time before before consequences came to be Mm -hmm. i mean it was I knew I was out of control, but I also did what all of us do as men. Yeah. You know, well, I can handle this. I don't need to tell anybody. I can do this and that. I can still have fun and and do the things I'm doing in my life and and be responsible. I mean, for gosh sakes, I was I was the salesman of the year for a Fortune 250 company during the midst of mm-hmm. all this stuff, and it just shows you that you can that we we can wear so many masks in this world, and, and, and try to be so many different people to so many different people. And you just, you have to come to a point where you realize, like, this just isn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's fortunate people out there that just got it on their own. That wasn't me, I had to have some pretty severe prodding, but I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything. And, and this vulnerability, when you don't have to lie anymore because you know you have wounds, you know you have scars, and you show them to everybody, then the people of the world, the, the world, the flesh, and the devil, they can't use them against you because You've taken that power away. You've exposed them and said, yeah, you're right. I I do watch porn. Yeah, you're right. I did do drugs. Yeah, you're right. I was a jerk to my family. But you know what? I've given that to God, and I've admitted it, and I'm trying to move on with my life. And all of a sudden, you take yourself out of that prison, that virtual prison that you've built up around you where the devil's just whispering in your ear, hey, don't tell anybody. You're going to lose everybody that you love. Nobody will respect you. You're going to be alone. People are going to hate you. And all of a sudden, you stay back there in that prison because you're afraid of that. But when you have that that courage, you know that God-given courage, to step forward and say, "Enough's enough," and share this, I'm telling you, there is a peace waiting on the other side of that moment. That unfortunately, so many men in this world aren't getting to feel, or may never get to feel, because they they're so um, they're so decided upon the fact that they got to go through life by themselves and that's not the way we were meant to go through life mm-hmm. that's why god sent uh, or jesus sent out disciples two by two and so there was someone else there to pick them up when they fell somebody else to walk with them and keep them straight walking the straight line we got you
1: and well I could i share my my please, please, experience man. of uh being vulnerable there's two microphones in here it's Go right. ahead. <laughs> all right so being honest you know with myself and knowing. You know, knowing that it's tough for me to get in front of people sometimes when I'm unprepared, like I said before, so today you know you know you asked me and I wanted to help, so at mass, I got up, and ten thirty mass where where like most people really attend yeah and and so you know I prayed that whatever comes comes out of me would hopefully be guided by the Holy Spirit, and so I got up there. And all of a sudden I looked down and see a people looking at me and I froze. You know, I said, hello, good morning. My name is, you know, and then I kind of went on a rambling process. Now, after that, I don't remember much, but I hope I communicate enough of the information. But then I sat down and my wife who, God bless our wives, right? Yeah. She goes, you, you did okay, but you didn't tell me anything about the date, the time, where everything's happened. I mean, they, they know everything about adoration. Yeah. that's great but you didn't tell them where it's going to be
0: she said and you were also speaking in german it was so was weird <laughs> some, yeah i know so
1: um and you know when i sat down i didn't know how to i didn't know how to close i didn't know how to say amen or you know thank you or whatever i just kind of walked off you know because i was like already that self-consciousness just kind of hit me hard upside the head and and i think when i sat down in pew i, I maybe imagine this but Deacon David Durk has looked at me like, like, are you okay, kind of thing going on. <laughs> You know, sure I didn't I pass some water, out, you're going to pass yeah, know, out. Something, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, it happens every day. And, and the vulnerability side, you know, even though I just shared that, I'm okay with it, you know, because I've gotten to a point in my faith that, you know, I talk about all the time where, you know, I'm sure up there the Holy Spirit's going, hey, you, you did a good, you, you get a good shot, you know. Right. but. But next time, take from it, learn from it, you know. And that's the process you're talking about, the vulnerabilities that, you know, it's not all bad.
0: No, it's not. And I guarantee you that's that's one thing that I had to come to grips with, too, because I've spoken at a couple places now and do some videos and things like that, trying to just put inspirational things out there for people. And everyone I look at, I go, man, I didn't say this or man, I should have done this or I look funny or whatever it is. But you know what? Whatever came out of your mouth at that moment is what the Holy Spirit wanted to come out of your moment. I it's, hope so. It yeah. is. <laughs> it is. You can't. You can't. You will. You will be up all night every night if you worry about things like that because God planned to put you there. Mm-hmm. You were there. You said yes. You did it. And what came out was, what was supposed to come out. There's a bulletin with the dates and the and the times and everything on it. So, it, you know, if, if people aren't there, then they just didn't take the time to look further into it. But, but no. I mean, you're right. In that moment, you just shared a lot of vulnerability with us. How mm-hmm. you felt and. You know, most people probably thought he did a good job and hadn't thought any more about it, but you know now that you've exposed yourself, is there any other dirty right. secrets you want to let out?
1: <laughs> no, not yet. No, uh, one one show at a time, one, one talk at a time with you. I hear you. You don't <laughs> want to talk about
0: that night with all the beers? and I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> no, but, I you know, I, I really think in my heart that, there's, that men, or anyone really, won't be able to take the next step in their faith. You know, you asked me about those questions, but it starts with that vulnerability because if you think about it, you can't even really go to confession mm-hmm. until you yeah. come to grips in your own heart of what's going on
1: with you. And that's so important the, the um, sacrament of reconciliation I mean it sets the tone of what it means to really live a Christian life. Yeah. And we shared this before I mean confession is necessary
0: Yeah. yeah. You know you have to yeah. it's, it's you know I, I I didn't used to go at all I mean for I've been Catholic for 12 years now and I don't think I went to confession maybe three times over the first 10 years and it was never a truthful confession because i was afraid i was afraid of what people would think back to not being vulnerable and uh, I, you know it, what's amazing is the more you do it it becomes like eating or sleeping mm-hmm. or, or it becomes a necessity in your life because you don't want to carry these burdens around anymore when you fail when you're trying to live a holy life and and like i said that starts with being able to be vulnerable—I mean, to me, that's point A on the on from A to Z. Um, you 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 start to try to live your life in a different way, and when you screw up, you mess up. I find myself at least wanting to go and admit that immediately because I don't want to carry that anymore. Because one little sin becomes another sin, which becomes another sin, and if we don't if we're not constantly wiping that slate clean, then we're going to have one heck of a dirty chalkboard. Yeah, you know.
1: Whereas Matthew Kelly said, car." That's, right. <laughs> that's, right. that's right.
0: He likes his chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> but,
0: uh, you know, in the confessional, the thing is, you know, people don't really – I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the priests don't. You know, they say they forget. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. But um, they've probably heard what you're going to say so much that it's, it's like – Nothing new. It's nothing new. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and they have to go themselves. Um, so it just – The important part is the fact that you cannot even get to that step without first opening up and and realizing what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And once you can do that, I got to think every time that a person does that, that God has like the world's biggest grin on his face because he knows what's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's known what's coming. He's God from day one, but he's been waiting on this day for this one person somewhere to go, okay, I give up. I can't do this, and this is why. And he's got to have the world's largest smile on his face because he knows he's about to get a son or daughter back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in the end, I hope that's what this show and, and anything that we do together, um, certainly anything that comes out of the Catholic Church, draws people too, is it's just realizing that, you know what, we're all sinners and we all screw up and we all have problems. And, you know what, if we would just admit that and move forward, it would be a whole lot easier to live with one another in this world. Yeah, definitely. You know? And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, the the biggest part of that is having the courage, you know, and if you're walking alone, uh, for people out there listening, you know, the one or two of you that might be listening to this, um, find somebody to talk to, find a brother, um, somebody that, that loves you, um, and even, I know there's times in your life where you feel like there's no one that loves you, but there's always somebody, and if you can identify that, whether it's a friend or a family member, confide in them you know share your share your struggles because there is a gift from God waiting on the other side of that and you're doing yourself a tremendous disservice if you don't ever open that gift mm-hmm. so but I, I really want to make clear too that we've got you know two different definitions of the world of uh, vulnerability in the world um, you know there was a quote that that uh, I read the other day, or where he, uh, I forgot who it was from, but he said, you know, we cannot be, um, good Lord, I'm losing my train of thought, we cannot, you must become the world's definition of, vulnerable, of weak so you can become God's definition of strong. Mm-hmm. And it's very powerful and it's true. I mean, that's, you cannot grow any stronger in your faith without first realizing where you fail. And if you look, if you want to sign The biggest sign ever, in my opinion, of vulnerability, look at Jesus hanging on the cross. You know, he was God, the most powerful thing ever created in this universe. Could have snapped his fingers. Didn't even have to do that. Could have said, I'm just, I'm done with this. Let me off here. I don't love these people this much. He could have saved the world any which way he wanted to. But his father in heaven said, I need you to do this. And he became vulnerable. He was crying in the garden, the agony in the garden, right? That was... Jesus Christ the the Son of God in the garden on his knees crying and saying Father take this away from me you know that was a moment of probably the greatest vulnerability the world's ever known yeah. and and he gave it he, he gave it to his father and his father what did he do he turned around and God gave him the strength to go through those torments and those hells and that torture and that punishment and what happened? the world was saved we get to go to heaven because of one man's choice of vulnerability and and it just it's so beautiful man and i really i really hope that people out there are getting this message today i know we've probably beat it to a pulp but i i just like i said before i don't think that we'll ever mature into the christians that god or the catholics that god wants us to be if we can't ever start with just realizing who we are right now yeah
1: yeah i think and i think once you get to that point of knowing who you are you get that honest that strong honesty -hmm. The buzzword again, he said, (laughs) a strong honesty really comes to the top. And uh, there's no more denying uh, about yourself, Uh, no more making up uh, excuses. And once you get to that point, and that vulnerability is raw, and it teaches and it leads you, like, to reconciliation and confession, but also to leave a life that's better than before, it's a huge gift. Yeah. And as you just said, I mean, Christ Jesus gave us the biggest example of vulnerability. Now, we we're not going to actually be crucified ourselves, but we carry our own cross. You know, and we crucify ourselves in a sense where our selfishness dies and we live for him. Yeah. And and that's going to be vulnerable because again, you know, as most men are and most people are, we want to be in control of everything. You know, every we have a list of everything and if that list does not go right, what happens? Chaos, right? Mm-hmm. We get upset, we get frustrated. So vulnerability it starts out
0: where frustration but then it comes out to be good yeah you're right I mean there's the verse I was referring to earlier I thought I had it written down over here and I do um, was 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse um, 9 and Paul's talking about um, a conversation he had with the Lord and the verse says but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Therefore, when I am weak, then I am strong." Mm-hmm. And there it is, you were talking about reading the Bible, what you can do to start um, becoming vulnerable, to, to grow in your faith, all those things. That's a verse that I found one night when I needed it in the Bible, mm-hmm. when I was on my knees and saying, God, I don't, I don't know how to be a dad, and I don't, I don't know how to be a, a husband, my wife, chose to stay with me through all these troubles and I, I don't know how to love like that and I should because she deserves that um and I just I kept saying lord I I'm a screw up and I I can't I don't know what to do and I turned to that verse and it's just like wow you you're doing it by 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 hitting your knees and just just saying lord I I can't I don't have this figured out and and I need you then that is the beginning of how you're going to get to the places you want to go to and it's just, it's such a blessing that we have a God that cares so much about is, us. Yes, yes. Uh, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. I, every day I wake up just confounded by the love that I just receive every day. In uh, un, Unworthy of it, but he makes us worthy of it. You know, it's just, uh, it blows my mind.
0: Well, he yeah. says you still have work to do. That's what he <laughs> oh, told yeah. me last night when I was praying. Yeah, I don't know. Plenty. I don't know, man. you got to pray more or something. Uh, there's an adoration chapel right over there. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. I, I go in there. Yeah, but yeah like I said I just I hope that uh, most people that have that have heard the show today they'll just see their their opportunity to grow in faith in a different light and uh you know by no means is what I do perfect you know I mean you asked me oh, I told you but yeah. but as long as you're praying and you're reading and you're just you're you're giving yourself to God one little bit at a time and opening yourself up uh, realizing that there's 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 not a judgment there it's just nothing but but love. I know it's a catchphrase, nothing but love mm-hmm. for you or whatever, but that's honestly what God has for you. And you know, I, I had a guy the other day tell me, he said, I don't like to go to confession because I don't wanna I don't wanna tell, you know, the priest my sins. And I said, Well, you know what? That's not the priest That he's in persona christ And guess what? He was there when you thought about sinning, he was there when you sinned, and he's there waiting on you to apologize. So Yeah. yeah that's go big, ahead.
1: that's big. No, I'm just saying that's that's huge. Say that
0: again. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if I can say the same thing, but um, I don't know if I'm that talented. But no, it's just—it's just saying like, it, if you break that down and think about it, he was with you the whole time. When yeah. you before you thought about it, when you thought about it, when you did it, and now he's just waiting for you to come to him and apologize mm-hmm. for for uh, sinning against him. You know, he wants you to be as clean and 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 uh, just innocent feeling as you possibly can be, and that's why he gives that grace of reconciliation. You know and there's some talented guys out there at it we know yes. we know a few father oh yes father geo for one um there's this deacon over at st louis if he did it uh what's his name just just Juz, Juz, yeah, i can't remember say it right yeah. i imagine he'd be pretty good at it but yeah. i don't think they let them do that but yeah i think he'd be pretty good at it if you let him seems like mm-hmm. a nice guy so but uh man well do you have any other thoughts on this today i don't man i just i'm happy no, you're to supposed here. to like have thoughts so i don't have to have any well,
1: more <laughs> you're on the roll man i was just backing you up but i mean I, I want to go back to control too because, um, you know, when we, because when we, that was my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. I had to be in control. I had to feel like I was in control. And that may be a majority of what, and I keep going back to that because that was the hardest part for me to get over is that, you know, when I worked at, uh, in hospitals and I saw young kids come in with cancer or something like that, and I knew it wasn't their fault it's so hard to give that up but Mm -hmm. but i had to give up everything to make sure god was there with me in the process amen amen
0: all right all you knuckleheads out there you hear it be vulnerable there's two guys in here doing it you can do it too why don't we close with a prayer real quick and we'll just go ahead and say the our father our father Father, who art in in heaven heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name thy thy kingdom come thy thy will be done done on earth as as it is in heaven heaven. give Give us this day our daily bread. bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. All right, thanks and we'll see you next time. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.